This is the Bill Squire Show. Welcome to the Bill Squire Show. I am your host, Bill Squire. I'm here with Tommy LC. Hello. And that man sitting next to her is my buddy Aaron Calafato. Hello. And uh, we got Pants over here. Pop, 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 And then we got uh, Ken Wentz. Are you a cop? Hey. Today? Yeah. No. Okay. Any no. other day? No. No. <laughs> no. Not a fucking cop. You know what I just thought of how funny? So every time we start the show, uh, it became a thing because of just dumb stuff. He, he tells us he's not a fucking cop. Do you know and what that's from? I'm not a fucking cop. Yeah. About The Departed. Most, well, I was going to say most mob movies. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing. One, one thing that was, is Donnie Brasco. Uh, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. One of, the, one of my favorite things mm-hmm. about Aaron is, like, you love cinema, like, about as much. I mean, and especially from a young age. Like, I remember going to your house and playing the, uh, what was that film DVD game? Oh, seen it, seen it, yeah. Oh, Shit. I forgot yeah. about that game. Like we wow. played seen it over at your house, probably when we were like eighteen <laughs> or nineteen or something. Yeah, and you were just like ratting off all these like Rattling classic up. films, and I'm like, I've never seen it. Like I never seen The Godfather at that point. Right. I never seen like Terms of Endearment or anything like that. <laughs> and you're just <laughs> like, <laughs> just like <laughs> nailing all these questions, yeah, and I'm like, holy time. shit, yeah. I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it's it's awesome to to have you on here. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Aaron is uh, the, uh, the main man behind a very popular podcast called Seven Minute Stories yeah. that you've been doing for quite some time now. Yeah. And it's uh, gotten some traction, and you, you've been written up a, a bunch of different places. and, and uh, Most notably, the Medina Gazette, Ma- which is my Rushmore, by the that's, way. That's <laughs> huge. It's a, I, yeah. I could die tomorrow. Yeah. The Medina Gazette, so... They still haven't done anything on me, I don't think. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know. They, they, Madonna hates me, it seems like. they don't. I thought that care. for years, but tr- when they, once they do it. You think oh he's God, kidding makes... about his Rushmore. He's not. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> precisely why it's yeah. his Rushmore. No yeah. mountains left to climb. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know what? They may have done one, but it was like one of those things where I just interviewed a guy that's doing like freelance stuff, and it like ended up getting picked up by the Gazette and like Lorraine's yeah. uh, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Was it the, uh, is it the, uh, Chronicle? Yeah, I think it's the Chronicle. Yeah. Mer- there was some sort of merging right. between yeah. the, the Gazette. And the- they, they've all they've all been merging. <laughs> it's all one big conglomerate now. But it's it's one of those things. That, well, Tommy made fun of me because I got a New York Times subscription. <laughs> You pay for that? Yes. You do. Just, <laughs> Thank you. Just a month ago. You wait, know. wait, because it was on, because there was a deal. Was it because it was there was a deal? No, I. You know what it was? How much do you pay? Two dollars. It's a dollar fifty a week. He just made a big stink about this like two weeks ago. This is hilarious. He's like, Ken, you know what? I'm becoming an adult. I got a subscription to the New York Times, like a fucking man. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what it is. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, hey, I'm gonna shake your hand because you're a man like me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we read in the morning. We read in the morning. That's right. I download the New. York I read too audio for free. Too. The what? The the app, the audio app. Oh, does it go this with is, it, or do you have to pay it extra? Go, no, it, it there's it comes with the subscription. Okay. So 
Yeah. Tommy and always likes to run like, I read for free. But once you read a certain <laughs> amount of New York Times articles or content, and they have a bunch of different things, like the athletic comes with it, uh, the what's the wire cutter uh, tech one. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's the all these different blogs. Of, yeah, yeah, there's all these different blogs and in, in, uh, different media that you get with it. And I read a lot of that stuff. And so I was already paying for the athletic. So this actually got me the athletic cheaper. So I was like, right. I might as well just pay for this. It's a deal. And the games fucking rule. I love the games. But, you know. Uh, you like the crossword and stuff like that? The crossword, <laughs> the spelling bee. Okay. All that shit, yeah. I, I try to play them as much as I can. Well, what happened is I, I co-host this podcast that we just started, um, Ken Helps Produce It, for Glassdoor, and it's a mm-hmm. career podcast. And so the CEO of Fishbowl asked me to join him to do it. And we would do all this research, research for the topics, and he's always citing the New York Times article. I'm like, he's like, did you read the Times? And I was like, <laughs> oh. and then now I get I to do. the article, and then it blocks you. Yeah. So because if you read a certain amount, right, you don't get to read them and I was for like, free anymore. Of, I got to pay for this. It's important. So I did it. Yeah. Tommy's so mad at me right now. I would like to torrent the New York oh, Times. God. <gasps> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old co-host. I was going to say, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my gosh. Wait, put hold your camera on. Put your camera on it. Stop. I need your camera on it. God. All right. Start over. Start over. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Bill. Hi. What's yeah, the next card? Next frame. What's... Keep... All right, go, 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 go. It's AJ. Yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> uh, I hope these cards find you well. I miss you a lot. Oh, I miss you a lot, too. You or me at this point. I think he's talking to me. Probably oh, Tommy. I mean, that makes plural, more sense. So, you know. Before you I was on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, like, 15 more cards. I know. This is a seven-minute story, right? Here. Yeah, I know. I was on your podcast. Yeah, he, AJ used to be on the podcast. Do you not remember that, Tommy? <laughs> uh it was just you and me. That was only for like two weeks, though. And then we brought Tommy on. Video. All right, now this one's long. And then we took our sperm, we mixed it up, and we had a baby. You <laughs> named her Thomas. <laughs> Tommy, you're our baby. <laughs> That's you. That's me. <laughs> oh, whoa, wait. Tommy, I miss her. I'd like to come back if I can. Oh, God. This is where I lose my job. <laughs> That's. Uh, can you read it for me? I can't see it. If not, that's okay too. You can finish it, Tommy. No, no, no. I fucked up. I wasn't good by myself. I was my best when you were there. <laughs> if you, Tommy, and Pants think it's cool, parentheses, and I guess Keith Kennedy, I would like to win another Best of Cleveland Award together. We did that together. Why do I feel like I'm on a date with like and like I'm about to get like booted from the relationship? <laughs> Bye. Bye. He's just walking away now. He's, he's, he's gonna litter, yeah, and that's Walk it, away. and that's that. Uh, that's, that's the coolest cool. littering that's ever I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Very and uh, littering. I mean, we'll have to talk about that. He's he's going back to clean it up. <laughs> now. There we go. Okay, All right. uh, now we have to try and get Pants' yeah, camera back in order. He like just this. came back and threw more garbage on the ground. That's what's weird about that. <laughs> this is. We love you. We love you. Oh, he just keeps. You're dropping. never coming back though. You left us. 
No, I Damn, I would savage. have him back. We'll talk about that later. Ooh. I, th- <gasps> this didn't have to Are we going to fill this whole table? Do I have to lift more weights? We might have to do. There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, the table's full. Like, I got no more cameras. <laughs> the <laughs> uh, fucking biggest I I podcast ever. Micro- no, Pants has got that microphone. We're, we're, we're using it all up. Uh, we got nothing. So, all right. So, that was an interesting. So, that's the old co host of the show. He got a job on uh, alternative radio in the mornings, and then he didn't. Uh, like it and so he just quit mm. uh, i believe and so now oh, he's... he quit oh he quit the i believe so oh, let boy. me get him on the phone real quick <laughs> sure. breaking news uh, yeah. this just it all right let me get him because was he gonna cry he kind of looked like he may have yeah I, I mean you can sell it all right we'll talk maybe he him. actually did want to cry i'm sorry sorry aaron mm. this was not what? supposed to be no your, this is this amazing was... <laughs> this is supposed a, to be your episode a hired crier though can, are they serious you know Hey, what's up, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, can we talk about? Are you officially done there? Are they? Did they take you off air? June sixteenth is my last day. Okay, because you know we have guests on today, so I don't want like is that out on like do I need to wait to release this? Is what I'm saying. I would say so. Okay, well, thanks for that, uh, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, um, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you had guests on. <laughs> and then Tommy told me you guys don't go out until 7.30. Yeah. <laughs> we usually start around 7.30, uh, but, yeah, we got going a little early today. Uh, okay, well, well, we'll save this I'll one. Six. Yeah, I'll see you there. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he quit 107. Is it 107.3 now? Yeah, 107.3. Yeah. What happened to Jenny, by the way? I'm not a radio oh, person. Jenny, so like, like, Jenny just flamed out. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about Jenny real quick. So Jenny was this, uh, it was supposed to be like this mixed radio station. It was going to be similar to what we do here in iHeart with the lake, where it's just kind of like, we'll play anything. It's right. basically like putting on an iPod and putting on Shuffle. And that's what they were trying to be, and it did not catch on. I fell for the marketing. But campaign, the marketing the <laughs> was like, who is Jenny, right? Yes, it was, it who was, is John Galt kind of thing, but it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere yeah. you'd go around the city was, who is Jenny? Who is Hashtag who is Jenny. Yeah. And so what I did <laughs> was anytime uh, I was – it was the first year that I did uh, Chris McQuanzica at the Agora, and so I just hashtagged all – my Chris McQuanzica posts with who is Jenny. Hey, Jenny's Bill Squire's Chris McQuanzica. <laughs> so oh, I totally, I totally hijacked yeah. their thing because that's what everybody was like. Oh, okay. So this is just, I don't get why it's this, but it's <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah, I'll go to Chris McQuanzica. <laughs> so, Nicely done. I mean, yeah. the thing is, I don't know. It's, yeah, I saw the billboards and I saw the marketing campaign. I go, I go, okay, I'm intrigued. And then they finally made the big splash, like it's a radio station. Yeah. Then I was like, um, that I'm never, I don't think I ever listened to it from that point forward. Yeah, it, it did not catch on. And then so then they flipped to 107.3 uh, Alternative Cleveland, and much better station. Much better station. I, tell you. I mean, it's terrible. Don't listen to that. My <laughs> <laughs> radio. <laughs> Uh, but I, uh, so they li- were aware of this show and they interviewed AJ to come on and be their, their morning guy. Yeah. And, uh, it didn't, uh, it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. Yeah. 
And so it's kind of a bummer that it didn't work out for him because, you know, I love AJ and he's super funny. But it was just not not the right fit for him. So he stepped away. He oh, stepped into me. our lives yeah. Yeah, just a few moments ago. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> sure did. happened on the Bill Squire show. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. That was uh, great. That was very funny. So, I'm, I mean, I'm still going to put this up next week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can do fire up. He's on his own. Well, so next week, this would we drop on Monday, so that it would be... It'll be the 12th. Only four days early. Yeah, just right. say you had the dates wrong. It's uh, fine. Yeah. I'll just go, whoops. What am I, Drink well, a they, lot. They can't do anything to me. Drink, right, yeah, it's fine. Why would he show up and do a whole thing and then not want you to announce that he well, was leaving his job. Maybe that's why he doesn't have a job anymore. Well, he had asked me earlier about old 86, and he asked what time you go on, and I'm like, 7.30. He's like, okay. So, oh, like, okay. just thinking yeah. that, like, for old 86, not yeah. going to show up a little right. bit early and, yeah. you know. So, anyway, we were hearts. talking with Aaron and about his podcast. <laughs> uh, so, what, how long ago did you start 7-Minute Stories? I think it's four years ago. Four years ago. I'm looking at Ken because he produces the show. I mean, yeah. yeah he does all four, the technical stuff. Makes me sound. Four years you know, sounds good. Three seasons, years. but the first season was like. The longest season, season ever. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like 40 episodes. No, it was just every week and yeah. then with, in, in perpetuity. Yeah. And then so I, I thought, you know, maybe it's probably a good idea to have an off season where I can actually record. I just burn, I burn myself out. Yeah. Like we were talking on the way here just about that gear. Yeah. Where you're just going and going. Out. Yeah, we do. I mean. I do this podcast and radio show and stand up constantly, so I'm always doing a bunch of stuff. So I I totally get that uh, being burnt out thing, yeah. and so and especially for a show like that where you you know I have people to lean on here, where yeah. I Tommy and Pants are funny and can carry the show and and help me, you know, put out decent content every week because they are talented. Uh, when you're doing a solo show like that yeah. it's a lot harder because then even if you want to lean on somebody you have to book that person you have to time it all out it's, right. it's so much work uh and uh where'd you come up with the idea though for like just like the short story because yeah. short format podcasting four years ago wasn't really a thing no it wasn't. and so you kind of were one of the pioneers in that short format which has really taken off in the past couple of years yeah so i was doing i was doing a hour-long monologue for almost four years and I point to Ken because we literally traveled together around the United States. Mm -hmm. So I do this hour-long monologue, and it was about student debt. So it's kind of heavy, yeah, socially active, this kind of thing. And it was, it was a nice piece. Where do you land on student debt? More? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great thing was, th like all stories, it's a personal story. So I, I told it from that perspective. But the idea was, let's give a human insight into the exploitation of the American student in the mm. sense that we have this unreasonable amount of debt, right? That, right. that most people want to pay their bills. Yeah. But the excess and the collusion between government and the private industries to jack up this debt. And then yeah. you have a whole, you know, group of people coming out into the workforce. And when I came out, we, around the same age, yeah. 2008 was a shit show. Right. It's a fucking shit show. Yeah. And I remember, so I talked about that. So heavy stuff, but I traveled, but I'm really competitive too. Yeah. And I would watch tape. I remember... All right, here's an example yeah. of how competitive Aaron was. Uh, <laughs> we So we grew up being the smallest kids. He was one grade behind me, but we were like the smallest kids in our grade. Yeah. And I think you were a little taller. You, I was a little, a little bit, bit taller, bit. but not much. Yeah. And uh, one of our good friends rode the bus with us. His name was Tim Steinmetz, and he is a monster. He is like 6'5", 6'6". Six, 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 like he's yeah, a huge 6'6". Six, six, yeah. yeah, he's a huge dude. Yeah. But you guys would play basketball every day after school, <laughs> and you would play to win against this dude that was 
six foot by the time he was in fifth grade, sixth grade. Yeah, I'm posting him up. Yeah, and and so that's the kind of uh, competitive spirit that you have, yeah. where you're like, as someone that's barely four foot, trying to beat, uh, you know, six foot he, six. six, foot six he yeah. played on the basketball team. He's yeah. a legitimate. Yeah, he was good. good. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to post them up. I never gave up. Right. So that's that's uh, just a quick glance at your competitive. Some of the so, problematic, yeah, yeah. competitive uh, neurosis mindset. That I have. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I would watch tape of the monologues mm-hmm. and always just looking at ways to improve. And what I noticed was, towards the end of the run, same kind of thing. I was getting burnt out. Yeah. And I'd done it for about four years, and each one of the, within this hour long monologue, they just kind of had these vignettes that timed up to seven minutes and I don't so I don't know why it is mm-hmm. it just seems like the natural cadence that I had to tell a story was around that because I like go back on the video and it was like seven minutes and the next segment of that hour yeah. seven minutes so it was a way out of touring because I wanted to tell more stories yeah I could produce them easily and I they just kind of flowed out of me but that's where it came from it's literally just kind of looking at tape and seeing that I could fit these stories and it's a perfect time because you can get a lot in there yeah but you can also treat the audience with, with respect and not have to go deep into details. Right, and not, and not try to over-explain things Correct. or try and, like, shoehorn in stuff because I definitely have a lot of experience with storytellers, especially comedic, comedic storytellers, and there's the ones that keep a nice, tight story, mm-hmm. and then there's some that get a little long-winded and they get a little preachy or stuff like that, and instead of doing a hilarious, tight 45 to an hour long show they're doing 90 minutes yeah. and it or two hours and it's like you don't need all that so editing it down keeping it tight to to seven minutes which also sounds long like yeah. short to some people yeah. it's also not it's not it's not a short amount of time it's it's a good amount of time so uh years ago i did a project called bill squire's perfect 10 where i wrote 10 new minutes of stand-up mm. every month for a year and talk about being burnt out like that almost murdered me like yeah. I, I was so done with stand-up when i finished that that mm. i like took a month off and couldn't even like think of going on stage because uh just that constant you know because i was releasing it too i wasn't just like writing it and being like hey i did it i was like i was writing it and putting it out right for for people to view so i wanted it to be good and that is just a level of stress on your brain that can just really take a toll um so, but they'll yeah. never run out, though. For me, that's the that's, one thing. That's great. Yeah, and, yeah. That, that's people are like, I'll never run out of story? jokes. <laughs> no, you won't. There's a there's a well. There's a well, and I yeah. think that the other thing about the short form is that you can dive in to the really simple things. Yeah, and just make something big out of something small. Yeah, and that's the thing is you can kind of go in between those moments and kind of just like take someone into this very simple kind of. It's almost like folksy, like just no. It's great, and it's it's, it's, kinda, it's sitting around a campfire kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. pants as a artist that works in a different medium, how do you keep yourself from hitting that burnout? And I'm going to ask you the same thing, Tommy, because you also, you know, create a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, how do you keep yourself from, from, like, how do you find that balance? Or do you even try to, or do you just say, like, I got to go, I got to go? I, well, the, by nature, I bounce between a lot of different projects. So that kind of keeps you on your toes and it doesn't let you get too bored. But then you do get to a point where you just kind of like okay we're we're not working for a week or like yeah. you know there's days i'll just schedule out projects and buffer a couple extra days in there because there's just some days you wake up and you don't have it yeah mm-hmm. you know it's like and it's it's like okay well you know you're, you're you, you can only 
it's like taking a shit. If you try to muscle it out too hard, it's not going to go well. So it's, you know, you, you just got to, you know, some days you just got to wave the white flag, yeah. go grab a coffee and, you know, fuck off for the day. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I don't, I mean, I think with, and I think Aaron's kind of lying because he, he had me on the show once. So I don't, you, you, yeah. you probably were getting pretty close to running out. No, I'm telling you, you know why? It's actually because. First, every once in a while, I wanted. I started doing. I had some guests. Yeah, and you were. You I, was, I was on. I feel like pretty early on the show. You were actually the first thing the first I ever one. did in the podcast space at all. I was doing an interview show, and it yeah. was not great. I just don't have that same kind of acumen that you guys have. You just have that. I just don't. I can hold a conversation, but it mm-hmm. just wasn't my thing. But you were the first person to come out. You because you were like, it's Bill Squire. Yeah. And if I'm going to like go into this space, I, right. you you were like, yeah, absolutely. And this for me, I was like, I'll never. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. That was it. It was, that, it was a it was a good interview too. I, was, I, I had a good time talking to you. That was yeah. You that were, was a, a time in my life where I was in a transition from, uh, like moving out of, like a situation, and like I was staying with my parents for a while. So yeah, like it was, it was it was it was it was a rough time. So I'm like, that was yeah, actually let's talk. Let's yeah have a, let's have yeah a no. But it's, I I like that because it was a little cathartic too to yeah. just kind of get in there and lay everything out. Um, so I had guests on, so yeah. you, and just to, to try to mix it up, the idea was, at first, I don't know if it was a confidence thing, but for me, it was sort of like, I didn't know early on if anybody would listen. Right. Because it was like, I didn't have, there's no name. It was just, I had gotten some sort of independent success on the college circuit, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I figured just like, I was like, I'll leverage people who have, have this audience they've built. Same thing with pants. Like when I was like, and plus I just, it's a great way to talk and meet people yeah. and, and talk to other creatives. Yeah. But we've moved now. It's like, I barely have any guests anymore. It's just like, because the, the, at least the data that we get is that they want to hear more of the stories. So right. it's like, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They actually well, want to listen that's good. That means that, that they're actually, they, they're they actually want, for me. They want, yeah, they want what <laughs> you're working. putting out there. Exactly. That's, that's a good feeling. Yeah. I haven't gotten any more emails from Aaron, so it's clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Tommy, as a creator in the space that you're in, I'm sure there, there's burnout, but you also deal with the, like, we all have, and I'm going to get into this with, with uh, Aaron more, uh, but you have to deal with a whole nother level because it, you're putting yourself out there in a very vulnerable way, mm-hmm. but there's, like, almost safety issues at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm kind of in a good place that it's not my primary income, yeah. So I'm able to kind of be transparent if I'm burnt out. Yeah. I'm I've been teaching myself to be open and yeah. honest about that with people, and it honestly kind of is has been good. I've gotten good feedback from that. Like, hey, yeah. you're a real person, you know. Right, and that's kind of kinda who thing. you want to be. I mean, that's me. Like, you know? you're not yeah. you're you're not a robot. You're not just yeah. cranking out this material just to uh, to please people. Like, there is some enjoyment that you want to get out of doing it. Yeah. And if you're just doing it just to make money, then it becomes uh, a whole another level of uh, like panic and, mm-hmm. and anxiety and trying to produce it. And uh, Aaron, you just dealt with one of your latest episodes is about a YouTube uh, I listened expert, to that one. <laughs> and he got weird. He got real weird. Yeah. So yeah. How, did, how did that all come to be? Well, it's kind of... The I started doing one minute versions. I, what I found out was I'm just doing iterations yeah. of time signatures. <laughs> it was just like seven seconds, yeah. and it'll just be. Yeah. But I, I started doing one minute versions of the seven minute stories because I had friends that were like, "You should." I don't know YouTube very well, right? Like, and I saw pages like yours. I'm like, "How the fuck do these people get all these views? Right. This is incredible." So one of my buddies was like, "You should just do one minute versions," 
and I don't write any of my stuff. That's the thing. So yeah. I have some freedom there. I don't write a single word. Right. I just tell the stories. It's kind of stream of consciousness. Well, that's even more kind impressive. Kind of pre-planned. But yeah, like you have you have your uh, ideas of what you want to do, yeah. but it's it's you know there's there's just a authenticity to it yeah. that makes it endearing. I think. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I hit a timer and then it's just I just try to do it in one take. Yeah. When I went to YouTube, I started getting started doing these one minute versions on shorts, and I'm so unsophisticated with the social media. I just am like, is this should I do shorts or should I do it on the TikTok? And mm-hmm. and I had smarter people just like, dude, just put the videos out, see what happens. If yeah. it doesn't work out, and then after I did it, there was some that really hit. Yeah. Um, what were some that really like gravitated with people? There was one that hit 16 million views. It was That's about incredible. Yeah, wow. it, and it was just about a um, a dandelion salad. I'd say dand it's dandelion. <laughs> Apparently, I say it wrong. People were like, "You say dandelion." Well, that's Sorry. it. Uh, Medina, we say dandelion. Yeah, yeah. You got 16 million views. You say however the fuck you want. <laughs> but is it a weird it's thing like that? Right, a little thing like that probably got you four million views. Oh yeah, because because people get mad and they're like, "I gotta get to these comments and let them know." So I have one like that. It's got four million views, and it's a like. The, the caption was wrong, and it's just the captions wrong. Right. And I just used auto captions and didn't check it. And so people were just being like, it's not quid. It's Or they're like, it's quid pro quo, not – I don't remember what the wrong thing was. Right. But uh, they, they just pointed that out. So, like, this one video got a ton of views just because – uh, Ten thousand people had to be like, "Oh, it's not you. You said quip all wrong, wrong." So yeah, people lose their mind. Can I tell you after this yeah. one more story? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like. Yeah, okay. we got time. So this is seven minute stories. Uh, <laughs> so, so that so the dandelion, the the dandelion. I'll say it that way, it was just about a salad that I had with my grandfather who passed away, and it was just the salad served as this sort of portal into his memory as a kid growing up in the depression yeah that was it yeah and just him kind of coming full circle and i took him out to lunch so he kind of looks back on his past and goes i remember when he he said i remember when he would go out and he would pick dandelions in the little what do you call that strip by the street what is that called like tree lawn lawn. lawn. yeah Yeah. and so during the depression he would pick these dandelions he'd bring them in and that's what he'd have for lunch yeah and so then now he's at this fancy restaurant and he's having this uh, yeah so it's, a, it's people, a big it's a big move people loved it but yeah. again there was a lot of people were like man they're like listen that's not really poor and i was like i'm not trying to this isn't the poverty olympics i was just telling <laughs> yeah, the story about my his, grandfather having story, a salad yeah. like what are we doing <laughs> So people also it's pretty fucking poor. That's it's like really <laughs> fucking road flowers. It's really poor. The pride that people take in being poor and like trying to want, be like, oh, you think that's poor? Oh, he ate and these weren't even the dirt. poor people. Yeah. These were rich. These were people yeah. who were like, well, you don't know. And then there were people who yeah. experienced that, and there was a lot of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. And um, so we got a lot of global listeners from that. People from other countries that's, and stuff like that's that. Cool. Um, who, you know, especially in Europe, Portugal, Italy, where that is part of their cuisine yeah. on, a, on an everyday basis. But here, like you said, during the Depression, people were used to go into grocery stores and they yeah. lived in Cleveland. Yeah. And it was something that they had to do. So that one hit. But once that started going, I guess it's this thing, too, where I was like, all right, well, maybe maybe I can kind of like optimize my performance on YouTube. Yeah. I'm going to go. And I there was this one. <laughs> I, I was watching some of these videos and there was this one guy that gave some tips that actually worked out. And I noticed that when I would apply it to the titles, you do yeah. these little hacks just to try right. to see to, if you can get more people to listen. And I ended up signing up for this course. Uh-huh. It was like three, $400. I was like, let me do it. Because so far it's been great. Right. What, could, what could hurt? And then 
he started getting real aggressive yeah. in the emails. And so first it was like, hey, I want you to post five times a week. And I was like, I don't really do that. I do like one or two. Right. Uh, I, I try to take time with the stories. And and then he responded back. He's like, are you serious about being on YouTube or not? <laughs> oh, my and I And so I'm reading the email. I'm oh, going, did he go Gary Vee on you? He went, well, here's the thing. I think he used to work for Gary Vee. <laughs> and so he goes, and then I wrote back and I go, well, is this really you? Because my thought is, you know how this works. Like yeah. you kind of, you're the entry point. You're the tip of the spear for the for the marketing stuff, and then you outsource it. Right. right. And you have all these people. So I'm thinking he's got to be outsourcing this. And he's like, no, this is me. <laughs> I answer every one of my emails. I go, really? <laughs> so then he goes, now here's what I want you to do, and he gives me all these topics he wants me to. So now Tell you're already, about, a, yeah. he's already telling me the stories I got to tell. Yeah. And some of them were really controversial, not just to. Not thoughtfully controversial, yeah. but literally just kind but of, but just clickbait type shit and thoughtlessly yeah. controversial. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, like I don't, just trying to get people absolutely. fired up, just because. And he's not wrong; it would generate yes. views. But the the ethics of that is something that is lost on people like him, where like there's certain things that I don't want to touch, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about, I don't because uh, they're like I know I know it will generate views or you know get people commenting. I don't want that mm. for my my channel. I, I want people to come and enjoy it for what it is, for right. what I want to do, not because I know how to uh, create a controversy. Because I mean, it's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. I mean, it's it really it's the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. And it also to me again, everyone does their own thing. But for me, I've always been mindful of that. Um, but he was like, "Listen, you got to talk about these things. You want people getting angry at each other, fighting in the comments." And mm-hmm. I was like, "This is a dark." Yeah. It's a dark situation I'm in. Yeah. So I, I email back. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. But what I ended up doing was testing out some of the non-controversial topics. I figured, yeah. like, he knows what he's doing. Let me try yeah. it. And so I do it. And and then the emails start getting more and more. And then it's like, hey, I thought I said five times a week. I saw you only posted twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, I'm getting stalked by this guy. This yeah. is like, this is a serious issue. So yeah. then I write back and I say, hey, listen, I'm going to post what I want to post. Yeah. I don't appreciate this tone. Right, and you're paying him. I'm paying, I paid yeah. for the course. You're so paying for the course. Is he's not like a consultant at this point for you? He, yeah. I don't know what he, he's a problem for me. Yeah. 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 Because like, he sounds like he's taking more of a role of a consultant, like a yeah. Don Draper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is too, so he, he makes all these suggestions um, I don't follow. I go, I don't follow through, and then it just becomes sort of this a lot of this berated, yeah, like angry harassment, emails, harassment yeah. emails, and so I end up just kind of stepping. I stop returning the emails, but yeah. they keep coming. Yeah, they went on for a month. So the amount of time. That's- and can I you, say about this? Really I wonder if you were his only guy. <laughs> I have to believe. Well, here's the, here's uh, the red. Can I tell you a couple of yeah. the red flags? One of the red flags was when I signed up for the course, I got a link to ten videos. And the 10 videos were all the videos that were already public. Yeah. That I've already seen. Yeah. So I was like, wait a second. I'm like, it's nice that you organized them. Yeah. And so it's nice to revisit them. But that was kind of a red flag. Like, these are already free. Yeah. And then it just was, it was just back and forth email. And it was, it was, uh, honestly, I was being stalked. I was on the run. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the, terrifying. That sounds hilarious. So, but it, it did resolve, and he left. He's leaving you alone, or after, did you just send him to spam? No, after about a month, <laughs> the, yeah. like the the term of the contract or whatever that yeah. was, the, his fulfillment, he stopped. Yeah. And coincidentally, the month that I was struggling with him was the worst performance I had on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And as soon as I went back, all the of a sudden it was like back to normal. Because you yeah. found an audience that wants what you're doing and doesn't want the controversial. They don't want to fight in the comments. They no. want to build a community and that's uh 
foreign to some people where yeah. they want people to argue with each other. So like today on the Alan Cox show, Alan and Mary got into it about addiction a little bit. Mm. And like when that happens, she has a very different uh, point of view on that than any of us because she deals with it personally. So I just kind of sit back and let them do their thing. And people either really love that or really hate it. And it, when it happens organically like mm. that, and it's two people impassioned in a discussion and there's actual search for closure on it and search for understanding. I love that. Yeah. That that's great. But when it's just throwing, you know, like trans people, let's talk about that. And then just having right. people, you know, make it's red meat to try and uh get people to call in and argue in, in you know, that clickbait type of uh uh headline, it's just no good. You know, it's just it just it does attract people, but it's not for the right reasons. It's not what, like, I don't feel good about that stuff. It's no, never it's, genuine. No. It's a zero-sum game. Right. It's a, the debatification of everything is, mm-hmm. uh, I think everyone's, not everyone, I think a lot of people are exhausted by it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still a lot of people that fall for it because that's what, you know. People love getting fucking mad before they, they even realize they're mad. Yeah, that, exactly. And that's what so many podcasts are or, what you know, like Joe Rogan is the master of it, mm. of knowing, like, I'm going to put this much of the podcast out there so people hear this clickbaity soundbite, get all fired up, and then go, well, I got to hear what there's going on there. And so now he's got half his listeners just hate listening to be like, I disagree with that. But right. he's like, I'm, I got you. So, you know, what? who's really you're, – you're helping him win. Right. And that's why, like, I'm – I just – can't abide by that shit. The weird thing is the dependency on the algorithmic yes. nature of the argument. Yeah. Right? So then it's it's less about the story that may or may not have a ceiling for an audience because we don't know. That was my goal. Is like I just want to see. Right. It might be a limited audience, which is fine. Right. We don't know where it's at, but let's see where it can go. But yeah. let's do it in a way where we're speaking to the audience we want to speak to. Mm-hmm. And and but unfortunately, it's like I, I, that's why I have this weird relationship with like social media because I'm just like. It feels like the only way that you can actually get the type of optimal exposure right. is if that conflict is happening. Right. And in a, in a way in which it's sort of that, like, intense reaction. People are fighting. And mm-hmm. common common threads, you know, it's the darkest place you can go. Yeah. It's the worst place to have All a right. civil discourse. You can't have a conversation there. You can't. So, so or you can. But it's a nice Let's answer. review it's one uh, that I had to deal with uh, last week where I'm going to play the bit, just the audio of it. Uh, just for a little bit of okay so this is the bit if you understand gender like that's not what makes you a man having a penis and balls and that's not what makes you a man what makes you a man is having the courage to taste your own cum a little bit You change one little variable, and all of a sudden, gender is a construct, isn't it? So that's the gist of the bit. Uh, let me turn off the audio there. Uh, that's the the gist of the bit, and there's uh, a lot of comments like, uh, "When does the comedy come in?" Sad to see, but there's this one guy uh, that just went in on me, but he's like not clever, and he thinks he's funny, and he's like, "Okay," so he goes. Uh, bro, it's time to hit the gym and stop simping. It doesn't get you pee. And 
I said, don't worry about it. I'm doing just fine. Because at first, like, I'm like, okay, well, that's that's all it is. And then he goes, you won't do it for a long, Diabito. Please kindly roll back to Jesus. kitchen. You can't even pull your pants up when you go and do if, what you going to do if World War Three happens? Your job would be laying down tragedy instead of stand-up comedy. And I just go, eat your cum. <laughs> and he goes, is that the best you got? I'm not surprised, Diabito. And I go, you're obsessed with me. Eat your cum. <laughs> and he goes, roll back to the kitchen. I, and I go, eat your cum. And uh, just kept replying to him, eat your cum and eat your cum until he finally stopped. But, like, it's just one of those things, like, I struck a chord with him because he felt emasculated mm-hmm. hearing that – According to my joke premise of what makes you a man, he's like, but I'm a man and I don't eat my cum. <laughs> and he had like a little bit of an existential crisis. And so he had to lash out at me. And uh, also, like, if I'm in World War Three, like, uh, I don't have to fight. I'm 41. Right. Like, they, they don't draft 41 year olds. Yeah. Like that. He Those comments were reading like he was stroking out while he was. Like, yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> think English is his first language. I think he's Iranian. That's, so that's no, also that's probably what's sad is English yeah. probably is his first language. Oh, okay. And that's just. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's 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 very in shape. Uh, <laughs> was he in shape, in shape guy? Yeah, he's like he's like a model. He's got one hundred thirty thousand followers. Like he's doing better than me, and he's like, oh, he had followers. He wasn't just a random. No, he's like oh. a fucking like legit yeah. model. And I'm like, why are you That's fighting with me, man? Like, yeah. and, and also like, why do you why are you worried about whether or not I can get laid? Like, and it, like it, it's, <laughs> it's he's concerned. It's he's concerned, but also like, and then I tell him I'm actually doing okay. Like I I, I can get laid. Like it's fine. It's not the, my primary uh, function in life is to just try and get laid but you know i do i do all right and uh he's just very uh concerned i hope he ate his cum uh, <laughs> i hope he did maybe that's why he stopped I commenting think, i think he ate his cum once and he's ashamed of it <laughs> yeah and then that's i think the crux of his oh position. that'd be great yeah oh i'd love to get him to admit probably not the only it. cum he's ever eaten probably to be very I mean, honest hey if you're gonna eat some cum eat some cum i don't fucking care one way or another i don't either yeah the, like Besides not engaging with trolls or people like that, the only way you ever really win is when someone's like, I have this opinion. Here it is. And you go, congrats on your opinion. Yeah. Next. I mean, like. Yeah, it's it's just silliness. And it's just uh, just the way that people get so worked up over certain topics. Like, uh, you know, I have to deal with it a lot because I, my son's trans and I have stories and jokes about it. And uh, they just get so, so worked up. And then, like. This doesn't affect your life. You realize that, right? Like these people, they're just trying to exist in the world, right? And you're trying to like take them away. Like I don't, I just don't, I don't get why you're so bothered, bothered by it. And it's usually just a lot of uh, ignorance and you know insecurity. How do you all deal with comments in your own spaces? Because being relatively, I had this nice bump on YouTube, but one of the things I didn't have was sort of the ability to sorry my no no i'm breaking your arm um but i didn't know how to handle it like there was part of me that was like don't look at it but i also (laughs) felt like if people are taking the time right especially not just the good ones but even taking time to participate i want to engage with them but i also noticed that was the first mistake for me which was (laughs) i started going down that rabbit hole and i was like man this i don't feel good Right. And like, this sucks. I don't mind criticism, but this is just like, now I'm just no, you, defending my, like, I'm like, I'm talking about a da- dandelion salad. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's, honestly, the best way for me to do it is I only engage with people like that when I'm drunk or high. So then I don't, honestly, like, really? yeah, because if I'm, like, trying to think of something too clever or try and give it too much energy, it's one thing, but... 
the best way is just to go in with like a silly, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to say this. I try not to insult them. I try not to be mean. Right. Uh, you know, I'll, but like I'll, I'll think of a silly thing like telling the guy to eat his cum a bunch of times. Right. Or uh, there was one today on, on the gun control joke that I posted uh, and someone was like just saying like the, where do the jokes come in? And I was just like, and one of the jokes in that is like, if you don't know what a Venn diagram is, sit this one out. And so it's just a simple like, oh, this guy doesn't know what a Venn diagram is. Right. I told you to sit this one out, bud. Like, <laughs> it's like a real simple stuff like that. And I wasn't drunk for that one, but it just happened. But like, I just kind of like, I look at it as a way like either I can say nothing and it's fine. Or if I got something, you know, I can, I can, I'm not going to change anyone's mind, but other people are going to read those comments that are going to like what I do. So if I'm trying, I'm not playing to the person I'm replying to. Right. I'm playing to the people that like me. Yeah. So if I can make someone laugh again off of one of those comment replies, I'm doing a good job. Right. Because what you're doing is that's not for them either. That's not right. for them anyways. They're, they're, yeah, they already they're hate not me. coming back <laughs> for the yeah. next episode. Anybody, yeah, anybody that's, that's jumping in that's looking to sport argue with you is not anybody worth taking seriously. Right. There you go. Anybody that really wants to have a conversation with me about my work or, or something they didn't agree with that I did, They'll fucking email me. Yeah. But the second they want to step out onto the stage of comment mm -hmm. sections, they want to fight. And it's like, so it's either like you have to decide, are you going to play the game, put the gloves on mm -hmm. and, and have fun with it? Or are you just going to ignore it? And that's like kind of like 99% of the time, I just don't have time. And if I really have time and I want to have a good time yeah. and I want to make an ass out of somebody, sure. You know, but nine times out of 10, it's just, it's again, it's, you don't, I don't, you don't get anything out of looking like you have nothing to do but argue in comment sections right. for me. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be. I, I, I just don't like, it's don't. like, it's just never, it's like, it's never worth taking serious to me. Well, I, I've never spent a minute online on social media taking any of it serious beyond the fact that it makes me money, like yeah. it generates a profile for but me. Right. There, there has been a time, and especially with like the stuff dealing with my kids, when they come at me for that stuff. No, I'm yeah, not speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just but I'm, for myself. And I'm, and I'm saying like, there are times where it feels very personal and it's very hard not to lash out. Like when someone tells me, you know, I'm not like I'm aware that I have stepchildren and I'm not their biological father. But to discount all the, that I've been through in the relationship and that I was only in it like to try and impress their mom and not like I built a genuine connection with these people is mm -hmm. so dismissive and like hurtful that, you know, then I try and find a way like, OK, how can I make their misunderstanding make them look stupid and turn that into a joke and 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 uh, kind of turn the tables on them, and I don't always do that in the comments. I'll do that, you know. So it does sometimes reading the comments brings inspiration because mm. I've written some pretty good jokes about those people that think that like that like one of the comments I got a lot was uh, because I have stepkids and raise them like my own. It's not an alpha male move. Oh <laughs> it's just God. like I'm like. Buddies, I got some news for you. I'm gonna turn this on, on your ear because uh, it's pretty fucking alpha move to have somebody else have a dad and then they call you dad. Right. That's like that, that, that's, that's top tier alpha move, motherfucker. Yes. And also, it's all alpha. Alpha shit is pretend anyway. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I should add that Bill has a lot more stakes than I do. I don't have anything to live for, but <laughs> oh, dog, you know. And uh, no, I don't have I, I don't I don't have children, you know. So it's yeah. like if someone comes after me, it's just kind of like, yeah, they're just trying to like gotcha me on a fucking drawing I did. Yeah. You know? yeah. Which someone legit 
got into my DMs last night, and yeah. he goes, hey, I'm a fan of yours. This thing you drew here is incorrect, and I just read the thing, and he was like, he was very polite. Yeah. And I go, yeah, you're wrong, though. I go, I, this is this is why this is this way. Yeah. I go, thanks for checking it out. There's a method to it. You have and a then he countered, and he was like, he was, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I mean, this is this. And it wasn't, like, being a troll. Yeah. Like, he wanted to have a serious conversation. And then finally, I just had to put on the fucking dickhead hat, and I just go, yeah, man, I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. like, um, I spent 21 years. I go, you're not paying me right now for yeah. revisions. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Thanks for checking it out. You know, good day, sir. Good day but, to you, sir. No, because it's just like, if if I let, it's just, I for years, I was like, I have to hear this person's point of view on this thing that I've spent my life building. And it's like, you know what? Well, really that's, not anymore. But that's no. why there's, you know, <laughs> really when, when you have experience in a space and you know what you're doing and people tell you, like you know, someone telling me something's not funny when the, like there's an audience laughing. Like I don't put out material on the internet where people aren't laughing. Like I know what is funny. So like, just because you don't think it's funny, like you have to acknowledge that it is funny. And that's so disingenuous to me because it's just someone be like trying to tear down what I've I've been doing, whether it comes from jealousy or uh, becomes, ignorance or whatever. No other person that is actually working in comedy has ever commented and tried to poke holes in your work. No. It's always 100% no, of the time. No, we do that <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> with our favorite comedians. Yeah. And we go, well, this, is who, this is who sucks and who doesn't, who doesn't. Well, they're in a fucking theater. This, so that's how we do it. It's yeah. in private. Anybody but on, in yeah. public, you don't go on uh, to different comedians' Instagrams and be like, I don't think that so and so is funny. Like you don't. It just, it's a shitty thing to do. And it's also like, there, there's a ton of people that I it's like are super it's... successful that I'm friends with that I don't think are like the funniest guys, but they have their fucking audience. You just don't so, want to be. It's it's a terrible look and it's loserish, right? You it's, know. But it's it's just also like, it's a jealousy thing. And like one one thing that I keep myself in check with is like trying. To not get jealous of stuff. Like seeing some of the success that you have, I'm like, hey, this podcast is doing better than my podcast. I'm jealous <laughs> of this. But like I'm I'm not going to put that on you. Like it's it's envy and it's it's jealous. Like it's not great, but it's like, okay, well, what what's he doing? Like, you know, and be happy for him. And I try to use that jealousy because I think it's natural to have it as a fuel for to to make myself better rather than try and tear somebody else down. And I think that's, you know, like Mary Santora on, on the radio show, she has been such a catalyst in that for me to make me a better comedian and person because I see how hard she works. And, you know, like I know my my role in that was different early on. And now I don't I'm not as much of a mentor to her as much as a peer, if not like almost the roles have reversed in a way because she's had so much success. And so it's it's really interesting to to like acknowledge your jealousy and then try to put it to turn into good energy just like i think anxiety can become excitement Mm -hmm. and and dread can become uh you know like dread can become what was the dread can become hope uh, hope, yeah, there's a good one. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't think I think what you and Mary have is iron sharpens iron. Yeah, you know, there's like a friendly com- competitiveness there. Right, that's not 
you know, a jealousy because it just. But there are moments where I was actually legit jealous, and like I had to like put myself in check. And be like, okay, I mean, I'm being an asshole here. The, yeah. yeah, you have to acknowledge reflexively. Sometimes you, yeah. you feel like that, yeah. but the big in the big picture, it's it's very much not to sound like a fucking MMA coach. It's yeah. iron sharpens iron. If yeah. like some one of you was doing way worse or way better than the other person, then one thing. Just, um, Tommy, in the spaces where you work, do you do? You, well, first of all. Let's talk about the messages you get because they're <laughs> usually great group chat fodder. They are. Yeah. So, like, you know, Tommy's on OnlyFans and, you know, she's a beautiful lady that posts on the internet and people have weird comments and they all think for some reason uh, Tommy wants to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. Giving my address to me in my messages oh yeah like the old development that i lived in and yeah kind of terrifying that is i terrifying. just i tell them i'm like don't do that ever again to anybody yeah and then just block it yeah i definitely ignore stuff right so when when things like that do happen is there i mean you you don't put your full name out there really <laughs> my name is tommy so yeah. i feel like it's not, not hard for people to find but, me at that po- at this point it's kind of yeah it's just it's it's a real creepy it is yeah and i just tell them yeah. i mean you're you're crossing a line yeah you're crossing a line yeah. don't do it to somebody else because yeah. it's fucked up so yeah. i'm but just, then you also yeah. get the silly ones that oh yeah that, like what do you think about ufos <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> uh, did, what did you use my response or um no my i forget res- what i responded so what did you say i no. said uh my response so this guy messaged tommy today and said what do you think about no UFOs? he didn't message me he just oh. tweeted at me oh, randomly oh, not in tr- response to anything okay, just, so just very just a question yeah, yeah. it's just a question <laughs> uh, what do you think about ufos and i said uh, you should reply. I don't think about UFOs. I know about UFOs. Yeah, it was similar <laughs> sorry, to that. I love, I love it that was. Tommy said, like, got to scroll through her Twitter. Sorry, like, I know. Hey, I'm hey, like, hey, I'm hey, sorry. Hey, I took my <laughs> privacy <laughs> thing off. What did I say? Damn it! How often do you spend like blocking people? Like everybody, do you spend? I've noticed that I spend more time when I'm checking in, <sighs> just with weird stuff that comes in. That I'm like, I'm constantly block. I'm like, my half of my time here is, is just, reporting and blocking. Yes, people. all really? the time. I've, all the I've time. stopped some of just that. weird DMs and weird yeah. like like spam and getting yeah. te- like it's just gone like like bots. more and more. Yeah, I don't know if it's real or bots. Bots and bad. Yeah, I mean, if it feels like a bot, things. it's a bot, even if it's yeah. not a bot. Yeah. <laughs> That's my rule. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Tommy probably has to block 10 times as many people as I have to. Um, I keep them in the... I do, yeah. Blocking or just general, like the... How you can have the separate boxes, mm. like the inboxes. Yeah. I just, yeah. You I'm just really good at ignoring it. things. Yeah. But yeah, oh, do you want the I know, like my great response to the UFO thing was that I don't know about UFO... Or I, I forgot, I'm sorry. I don't I'm think sorry. about UFOs. I know about UFOs. Well, I thought I, that was pretty good. My response was, while they are scary, I am fully prepared to be abducted. I long for the moment for a higher species to examine my brain so they can spread the vast knowledge to every corner of the cosmos. All right, that was better. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just sent me a link, which I have not read. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> I don't get anything cool like that in my DMs. Yeah, you get some cool DMs. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. You get text. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Never mind. Because we have Ken and Aaron here, I kind of want to get a ruling on this because Aaron and I are both single men in Cleveland right now. And that means there's eight girls. <laughs> This go Aaron, after. This yeah, you're yes, like, yes, you're yes, like, yes, my wife, yes, yes, my wife. He's so terrified. Pants and I are single yeah. men. This guy. So, Not so me. <laughs> and, and we run in similar circles. So 
I've been saving this for the show. Oh no, because I think it's entertaining. Oh no, and I and I just thought I'd bring it up. Uh, the girl that ghosted you <gasps> has been hitting me up a lot. Wow. What? Yeah. This is a shocking what? <laughs> Hold on. The Wait. one that, the one that, 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 that bailed at me twice in a row. Yeah. <gasps> what? Oh damn. <laughs> oh shit. All right. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a very good. Uh, <laughs> so right. like, where's where it? Where's it? How is it going? So is this the girl you want to invite tonight? No. <laughs> to you the could. bar, no. just invite her. No, no. She shows up with cards in front yes. of the window. No. Yeah. So I invited her. Uh, I didn't even invite her. I just told her where I was going to be on Friday, and she showed up there, and I was with a different lady. Uh, Danny, don't watch this, by the way. I'm not watching the fucking podcast. That's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> she watched last week's episode, and she's like, I thought you were looking at the window. No. Uh-huh. I'm telling my ex-girlfriend, don't watch this. Speaking of stalkers, yeah. It's crazy. Wait. Okay, so. Sorry. So then she shows up, and I got uh, a two-girl situation, so she showed up for me. <laughs> Wait. Wait, so she showed up. But I had a girl there already. Like this last Friday? Yeah. Okay. <gasps> Did she yeah. have an excuse for you on Friday? Were you supposed to hang on wait, Friday? Wait, wait, wait. No, this <laughs> is because you were two weeks ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you were yes. drinking a lot. Yeah. That was last weekend. Yeah. So yeah. this is like, no, this, this is two this, weekends. This is ago. Pride. This is Pride weekend. Pride right? weekend, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> we were um, not overlapping. You you said you were going to stop talking to her, and then she immediately started like messaging me, and like oh, she was yeah. I mean like, and I'm sure she's know, messaging like, up. And yeah, I'm sure she's messaging out. Yeah, she like she just was talking in her D- to herself in my DMs all week after because yeah. two days in a row. It's like, look, I'm a big boy. I got thick skin, right. but you bail on me two nights in a row. That's like basically like okay, all well right. I don't see what we have to talk about here anymore. So. Here's the interesting development. Oh, There's no. More. Oh, my God. There's Does she want to have a threesome? Jesus Christ. No. Oh, like, I, I should ask about that. You should ask. Some more shit. So then uh, I'm doing the funny bus tomorrow, and I get to bring a plus one. So I put a few. I asked you guys first. Mm-hmm. Both of you guys said you're busy or you can't do it, uh, and that's fine. And so I was like, all right. So I'm going to ask some people. And I just – I'm very bad about this, but, like, I like a reply – immediately and if you don't get back to me or you give me like a wishy-washy answer you're getting you're getting replaced like i'm good so i ask one person they say maybe i ask another person uh they don't get back to me for a few hours so then i go to her and i ask her and she's like if these circumstances work out i can go and i was like okay uh but shortly after i sent that message the second person I asked was like, fuck, yeah, I want to go. And so I immediately replied mm-hmm. to her and I go, hey, the spot's been filled. And then she just sends me dot, dot, dot. And I go, hey, maybes are for babies. Like, <laughs> yes or no. Like, listen, like, I'm not like, we're all adults here. Yeah. Give me a yes or give me a right. no. I'll take either way. The thing that I can't deal with is silence or ambiguity. Right. You know, because like, I only got so much free time, right? right. We all do. So yeah. it's like. If I'm making time for somebody and they just show like just yeah. ghost on me, it's like, but fuck I'm also me, right? like, like I'm I'm really not trying to get anything going with anybody. Like I'm trying to just have fun and like hang out with people. Like I'm not 
Well, Bill, also, I think, welcome back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the show that never Tell ends. that to that the dude that thinks I man. can't, that calls me Diabeto, that thinks I can't get laid. What <laughs> was the question for them, though? Why, like, like, well, the question is, I wanted to see what you guys thought oh, of yeah. that. Like, is there a bro code violation, or is this just hilarious? I don't, Ken, I'm... I don't know. Part of me was this is a married ass man. Yeah, yeah. I'll give my opinion, but yeah, yeah. Sorry. But we is have... it gonna be? You got seven minutes. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so like, I don't know this person, but like, my first thought is like, maybe she's going really meta, and she's thinking like, well, I'm just gonna do this to get them to talk about it on the podcast and like to Ooh. bring me up. Like, does. Would, then it worked. Is she that? Do you think it would work? Do you think that would be a I mean, thing? She's more. Does like, she I mean, listen? We're talking about. It I don't right think now, she listens to the podcast. Yeah. No. Do you? Does oh, she listen? I don't know if she listens to the podcast. I think she's more uh, on air, like the radio show mm. listener. So mm. that's that's why I like to give more juicy stuff on the podcast. Also, Bill, for the record, like, get best of luck on all of it. Like, if one of us can win here, great. Like, right, right, you know, right. Like, well, also, you know, she was the third person I asked, you know, to yeah, go on the yeah, bus. Yeah, so. I get it. I get it. So, like, I'm, and I, like, I'm going to ask a lot of people, and I got a lot of... I got some some sticks in the fire some right now. Fire, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I think if it's not serious and yeah. it, and there's not a if, if there's not intersectionality, right, right. If it doesn't intersect, yeah, I think you're good. Well, so, no, because Bill, you're... not to cut you off. No, like, so like, because Bill the other day, and me, Tommy, and Bill have a group chat, and he just goes. He's like, now that I'm dating again, we should lay down some ground rules. And I just go, I'm retired. I think you guys can do it. And then uh, last weekend happened. So uh, yeah, you're out of retirement. Uh, yeah, no comment on that. But, oh. Uh, also, to that point, Bill, that's also why I'm like, have, have a blast, fun. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Have a blast. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you could have like consulted him first, though. I but I kind of wanted to do it on the podcast. Okay. No, I, mean, I think also right. Bill knows I'm I'm. I'm a big well, boy enough that I wouldn't have felt like, if, and that's kind of why I put the uh, the. But thing why into do you want to? But why do you want to pursue it if she's just been so wishy washy with him? It's good content. Good content. <laughs> it's good content, and she is hot. Like she is like a. Oh no! Yeah, yeah like he's adorable. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it's not like. It's not like it was an ex of mine or it was someone I was currently Right, right. With. Yeah. Like, those For are sure. like the two note. Right. Not even exes mm. so much. Like, an ex, like, even like, hey, this is what's up. No, Just I... Just other than, like, if I'm not actually talking or dating somebody, mm-hmm. then what... Like, I've you... dated... Uh, like, I, I moved in with another, like, a friend of mine's... Like, we weren't super close, but, like, we moved in together. Like, yeah. we... Like, in, like, him and I, like, we had a man-to-man talk and it was fine. And we're like, okay. Like this stuff happens, especially in a town like Cleveland, where there's only so many people. It's the smallest <laughs> dating pool on the face of the planet. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So. There's no room to be like, listen, I have my feelings about things and this and that. And I wouldn't pretend to be like an Iron Man about everything. But like when it comes to like dating, it's like, I don't, you yeah. can't be like, you can't be petty or jealous. Especially when it's just it. hookup culture, too. Can I ask a question about this? Yeah. I don't know why my voice got really We're, we're trying to have Because <laughs> 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 you're married, you're a little nervous. <laughs> what, what's it like to be happy and just fulfilled with a person? <laughs> no, listen, no. So, so this, is, this is truth. I have never, even before I got married, even before my first relationship, I, I never have used a dating app. Yeah. And when you talked about hookup culture, I literally feel like I missed. Yeah. Good or bad. I did too, kind of. I feel like I missed it because I've never used an app. I've never, mm-hmm. any I've, any relationship I've ever had, it was just sort of like I met them somewhere. It was like, hey, you want to go on a date or get coffee? Mm-hmm. It came organically. And so I just feel like I've missed out. But there's this whole, 
I'm not like an 80 year old guy. Like, there's this whole culture. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, we he, talk about this like using dating apps. Ken's single. He's like, I just don't know how to Bill, even function in that world. Bill might feel differently than me, but you, I can safely say you're not missing a goddamn thing. Does it like, suck? Does for that... me, for me, like it's with well, the exception of like one or two experiences, it's been like like positive. No, positive it's just a video game that no matter how many times you finish it, you just feel worse about yourself. Oh. Yeah, this is for me. I don't, I don't dating app. Like that's not what I'm doing. Like I, like I didn't girls, assume it. I yeah. just when you said hookup so, culture, all I thought so about like was the hookup culture swipe. for me is more just like I. Am prominent, like somehow <laughs> prominently known in the area, and Use girls, it to your advantage. yeah, and Look girls that. come talk to me, and then I also like I still treat them like people, like as much as I'm like goofing around about this, like like we've had some good conversations, me and the girl that ghosted pants and <laughs> that's nice to hear, Bill. I love that for you. <clears throat> So, <laughs> no, really, looking for the wedding bill. Awesome. But that's also been a thing. Is like, there's like, I, I, I've said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. I, I've had my last relationship. You seem like you're gonna get married, I think. No, I don't think I will. I said that too. And it just happened. No, man. you're saying you've had your last relationship. Like you're not even going to have another relationship. I don't even no. want to, like a girlfriend again. Like I, I <laughs> like, I like, I like just being able to go out. Like the the freedom that I've had, and like unless I have something like like if I can marry Brandon, <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Like Tommy's husband, and like the way that you guys can just be your own people and still Jeez. be back together. Like that's kind of what i would be looking for tommy but, and my parents are literally the only two three people four people on earth that are happily married yeah you think like, so? I, yes oh, as far thanks. as i can tell yeah it's Aww. i mean i feel like my parents are pretty but they didn't also have a lot of experience so, <laughs> so i don't know but it's like i just uh i i need a certain level of freedom that i, I don't get in relationships could you get it in a, you mentioned tommy's relationship yeah. i'm assuming i don't know Polly. Polly. yeah well i know what, what you just said the, yeah. the quality of it is that it sounds like you can have your own space to be in your own people within a unit oh yeah yeah absolutely is that what you mean meaning like do you think that all relationships that you've been in crosses that line where you don't have that ability or can you in a possible future could there be a world where it's like Bill can do Bill and be Bill and your partner can be your partner and you have that space? Because I feel that would be great. That would that, that if, if I'm going to get into a relationship, that's what I would like okay. to find. But it's also I am two or three weeks out of my relationship. So I'm, you know, just kind of speaking a little reckless. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I said the same thing. I'm never going to. Yeah. You're still digging again. yourself out of that. Yeah. Man. So and, and that's the thing, too, is like because I still care about her in a lot of ways even though i'm the one that broke it off but like i don't you know and she listened to last week's podcast and it really sucked that i said some things in there that hurt her feelings but i don't like i i didn't say anything wrong right. i was being honest about everything i'm saying everything i'm saying today i'm being honest and i just want uh to be able to be that because i also i like that for my uh creativity for 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 the radio show for the podcast for my stand-up when i feel like i'm stepping on people's toes or, or, or taking things too far, it makes me just as upset as they get because I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't can, like that. Can I, about comedy and yeah. maybe just art in general. I'm the best at it, by the way. I, I know you're, 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 the hardest, you're the hardest worker that I know. You're the hardest worker. See, I wish I was just the best and not the hardest worker. <laughs> well, you are, there, do you feel like you have to have, is there an advantage? I've noticed that, like a lot of artists 
coming up around a lot of artists, the time I spent in New York, it was mm-hmm. like when they are in their worst states, they create the greatest art or the best. And I'm going I'm to caveat this with yeah. I, I am the opposite. When I am struggling and I don't have stability, my store, I have nothing. I right. am de- but when I'm actually like happy and supported and in that mutual relationship, my creativity is through the fucking roof. But I also know, is it different for comedy? Like, well, do you have for, to have for, that kind of like... I used to think that. Okay. But I, I feel like because of where I'm at now and how long I've been doing it, like, I'm just going to find funny things to talk about, no whether that. it's the silliest thing or a dark thing or whatever. Like, I'm going to find... Like, I'll, I'll always find a way to be funny. But I used to think that I had to have some sort of turmoil or some sort of battle or some sort of darkness some in inner me conflict to, yeah. to to get there and now i'm just like i just want to i just want to make people laugh and have fun and like you know sometimes i'm gonna do some stuff that's a little deeper sometimes i'm gonna do stuff a little more uh uh you know with, with a little more meat to it but for the most part i just want to have fun and and i like the challenge of taking something that is really dark and heavy and making it lighter like you know talking about trans people and say you know the 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 gender issue and being like it comes down to tasting your own cum like i think that's a <laughs> that's a little icebreaker be like okay we might be taking this a little too soon right. yeah so i i think i think there are people that thrive on that darkness or that conflict within themselves and i think i, I used to be one of those people but I've, I've moved past it because uh i i can find humor in the the good and the bad or whatever whatever it may be I feel like the hardest thing is um, finding it when I am too spread thin, mm. but also when I'm too lazy, I just get too lazy. So mm. like that's why like I stay busy, but I try to carve out those spaces so that when I get home, like I can unwind and just be like, I'm not thinking about things. I'm not writing jokes. I'm not doing video editing. I'm not worrying about the podcast or anything like that. I'm I'm gonna laugh at things or get tied up in a book or something like that uh, and, j- and just let that be my night. And I think that's why I love it. I think you should leave so much because that takes me to a childlike state where, you know, like when we were all in high school and stuff like that, and we'd watch the dumb shit that we'd watch yeah. and just laugh our ass off or whether it was sketches that we'd make. And it's just, uh, it's just your euphoria and, and, and silliness rather than what's the point of this. I, f- I was, can I just say that I was really nervous to do this show because you should be, this is a really fucking important <laughs> show. I feel like I, I feel like I bring down, I was telling, I'm like, man, like I'm intimidated by comedians Yeah. because I have a lot of friends who are comedians, but there, it is the, to me, the art form that terrifies me the most because of the expectation. Yeah. Well, you should only terrify you if you showed up and tried to like do comedy with a comedian. <laughs> well, Ken's done comedy a bunch of times. And I mean, Ken's one of these guys that uh, he, he's a great musician. He's he's a photographer and videographer, and he's got all these different talents. And even with all that, like he he'd go and do comedy, and he gets he he got over. I don't think he had the passion for it, but he's a very very funny guy. And I I just don't think it ever like grabbed you the way uh, it grabbed me. I mean, it, it it grabbed me. It was, uh, I mean, who doesn't like getting laughs on stage? It's like, right. it's, it's amazing. I think it was just, um, like, having done one or a couple things really well, and then you look at the time investment required to get to where you know it could be, 
and then kind of just making a uh, like an informed decision, you know, of like, uh, uh, I would love to do this, but that's the difference. But like, you, know, <laughs> you have to commit to like going to many, many open mics Five multiple a times yeah, a week. For, yeah. For and it was just like, I don't know if I am willing to put that time in, and it was yeah. just kind of like coming from the space of having done other things that require that much time. You kind of see the right. forecast of this is what it's going to take. What like, would you say only- is the thing that, uh, so like. I, I didn't have anything else. Like, I was never good at music or anything like that. You're an amazing musician. You're an amazing musician. And, I mean, I remember you, like, Aaron, you figuring out, like, like like playing dream theater and, yeah, yeah. fucking, oh, yeah. yeah fucking like, and, like, in I'm high school, shredding. man, in high school, like, when yeah. that, 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 that was, you were practicing guitar eight hours a day, yeah. and I never had that kind of drive until it came to comedy. And then I was like, oh, this is, like, effortless to just throw myself all the way into it uh but like what for you i'm going to just go back to ken uh with with your musical acumen that was brought up uh with you like from a childhood age but uh what what would you say was the thing that you gravitated to the most and like enjoyed the most of all the endeavors that you've taken on oh that would be like that would be drumming so you know i studied the trumpet in school got degrees in it but had been drumming just as long. So I always felt like a drummer who studied the trumpet. Yeah. And when you're, I think there's some, the, the physicality of it. So when you're doing it, um, arms, legs, brain is going and like your, your head is, or at least me, you're constantly thinking like, okay, the next time around that 16th was a little sloppy. The next time around it's going to be perfect. And then you have another cycle. The next time around it's going to be perfect. And you keep trying to tighten it up and you get into like this really, like I don't know, meditative, zen almost like kind trance, of thing. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but also just being on stage with an awesome group and like the nonverbal communication that takes place for musicians. So like, if you're, it's ten times better when you have musicians on stage with you. Like if you're trying to just do your own thing or like write your own music or play your own music, you kind of do your own stuff. But then if Bill's on stage with me and he plays something that I never would have conceived of, and I, I would because I'm not good. <laughs> 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 kind of be like, I never play that. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> no, but then it, it gives you it gives you something to go off of and you're yeah. like, oh like okay, let's like let's go that direction. And then yeah. the the creativity between everybody just kind of like uh gels in and you yeah. So yeah, for me it was it was just music and drumming specifically, but uh, drumming with other musicians. I remember when yeah. Ken Can't introduced the it. double bass for the first time with heavy metal. Yeah, it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, it's like da, 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 da. it was awesome. And you, you were talking about talent show. Yeah. So Medina High School is a talent show called Spice. Yeah, it's a big deal. Spice. It was a huge deal. This is kind of this is kind of my like villain origin story because. Go ahead no, no, and tell you your go, story. No, okay, do you, you mind? Okay. Go ahead. No, I, okay, so you mentioned the two-hand tapping situation. Yeah. So we were in a band, and it featured this solo for me. And this was my moment. Man. What was the name I, of the band, please? What was it? Paroxysm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Insomnia? Or something. We'll just, we'll I think it was... Don't judge, yeah. please. I, these, I know you know what the name of the band is. What's bugging me about this? It's, I think it was Paroxysm. It yeah. was Paroxysm. It was Paroxysm. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, was, it was a prog rock kind of thing. Yeah. A little bit of, little bit of yes, a yeah, little bit of rush. That's definitely like a progressive yeah. sound. Yeah. Of course, the name is Paroxysm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah so, and so there's this moment where I do this two-hand tapping, this shredding thing. And it happened, and it was an amazing moment. People who were like, yeah, they didn't know me. Like, you're that shredding guitar player, right? I was like, yeah, I, I did used to play. It was a huge moment for me. And so I asked Ken, I said, you have a copy of the tape. We were looking for years yeah. so that I could show my kids. Yeah. We found I got three it. kids. And I was like, listen, 
you know, dad does storytelling now. It's kind of this weird thing, but I used to be a guitar god. And, yeah. you know, if I picked up an axe now, I might be able to get right back into it. Yeah. But I said, Ken, you got some video evidence. I get the video. And I swear to God, I wait to my moment. And the fucking camera guy, and he, as soon as my solo starts, he moves the camera and it's on a close up of Ken, this son of a bitch right here. <laughs> and he's I'm not, not even playing. playing. <laughs> I'm just, so you can I'm hear my moment, but there's no visual evidence. Oh, that's hilarious. There's no visual that's evidence. That's so brutal. And I'm saying, yeah. I promise it's me. Yeah. I promise it's me. That's yeah, so I mean, funny. You you're not going to doctor that. It's yeah. still you. Yeah. It's me. It's um, a bummer you can't show can't see shredding. It. it was yeah. my one moment. All right. So who was the kid? I think it was the year you Is guys were juniors. Yeah, I was a senior. And there was a kid. It might have been. He he did a stand up comedy, oh. and I think he was I think he was a sophomore. Okay, I know what and, you're talking about. And he did like Doctor Evil, and he did yes. he just did, did a like bunch impressions? of was it impressions. It was impressions, and it was just all like it was all John Austin Powers impressions. <laughs> oh, like it was like there was no it was literally. Was Austin it, Powers, Ross Pro, right? No, Ross no, Pro, no, yeah. No, like, no, it was, listen here, it was, didn't you do that thing? I'm yeah, doing some, a terrible Ross Pro. It was, it was like that, and everybody was losing their minds, and I was just like, "These motherfuckers don't even know comedy. <laughs> they don't understand." Was he, like, was this he a is, popular kid. No, he no, wasn't, no, no, but he okay. became like so. He did so well that year that they brought him back to be like the host the next year. Yeah, and I had graduated, same, right? but I yeah. went back to watch it you? because <laughs> you guys were still in school, yeah. and so. uh I, I was, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go back next year to watch, like, because there was, like, a daytime show, and then there was the nighttime one where the parents would come. So I went to the nighttime one, and uh, he came, and he was hosting, and dude, fucking bombed as a host. He, like, killed it in the, the stand-up thing the year before doing all for students, too, just doing uh, <laughs> these shitty impressions. And then I was just like, that's right, and I never tried anything, <laughs> but, like, I, I'm like, I know I know what funny is. And, I like, I had that kind of ego about comedy back then because i'd watch weird comedy that nobody else was really watching like we well, also like doing impressions like, of just austin powers isn't like you know for yeah. high school like in, in a pre-meme internet world that's the highest form of teenage comedy you oh could yeah get. and it was uh, we but were like, ju- like comedy, honestly we were just lucky nerd, yeah. that borat wasn't out yet <laughs> like that's <laughs> like like but if you being a comedian and an aspiring comedian yeah. at that age you knew yeah. what the real right. deal and was. and i didn't even know that i wanted to be a comedian i just knew i, I was funnier you than that kid yeah, yeah, yeah i knew that i was funnier than that kid and you, so that was that was it did you, dr were, evil must have stuck it was it was pretty bad yeah. but at the time though everyone's clapping for everything yeah when i was going crazy yeah People that had no talent. Yeah. yeah. So is this this kind of like they, illusion? Also, a lot of balls on a um, public school to name a talent show after a porn channel. Yeah, yeah. right? Spice. That's all I could think Student, when you said Student spice. Participants, <laughs> students participating in, in creative entertainment. Creative yeah. entertainment. Yeah. That's not well, do you also, I, I mean, you were probably one of the. That up. Yeah, you're right. That kind of makes it worse. Like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Ken, Ken, you were yeah. probably one of the PhDs, right? Yes. Like, you were the pretty hot drummers, right? Oh, he was It was our stomp rip off. Yeah, PhDs was after me. That, I think that was like uh, Seth and Pete. Were you under okay. the delusion that I and I had a serious yeah. delusion that, especially as a musician at the time, there's no pre anything, right? There's not really, you know, internet's just dial up, yeah, all that shit. So. Our thought was that there would be agents <laughs> in the. Cr- I'm, I'm, and I'm dead serious. 
I mean, like A&R, A&R, like, like Capitol Records are sending A&Rs to like yeah. Medina High School and shit. Oh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, we would have conversations the night before. Dude, listen. You had this, like, you're, you're Get like, your game right. together. Yeah, we're like, look, anybody could be in that crowd. All okay? right. Okay, I have you a have that thing? moment? Not, I, not, <laughs> not in high dark. school, but okay. I had it later. Because I used to be in bands and you I had the, the same feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. So here's my version of that. I was... Uh, when when I first started doing comedy, we, I was in a sketch comedy group, and we were writing sketches one night, and then we spent three or four hours talking about how we're going to distribute the money that we make off of this when they become SNL sketches or whatever, <laughs> because we we're that confident that it's it's gonna like we're gonna blow up. Planning ahead. Yeah, and we're and so. Instead of writing, like we wrote like half a sketch that night and then spent four hours talking about uh, the distribution rights of said sketch. Like, <laughs> it was the fucking dumbest well, thing. Well, you were like in, you were in high school at the time? No, I was 22 years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, there was a couple years And I was the youngest one. Yeah. I was the youngest well, one. I was but, talking to people in their 30s. Listen, we call that manifesting, though. Yeah. Like, you don't think yeah. like a winner yeah. and you're never going to win. Right. Mm-hmm. It's probably what Aaron paid that guy 400 bucks to tell him well, a lot. So, you know. Yeah. Also, that bit in and of itself might, or not the bit, the story in and of itself might make a good skit. Mm. Right. <laughs> true, true. That's uh, all right. We got to wrap this up. This has been yeah. a long uh, podcast, but we appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, yes. tell us where we can find your podcast. Just type in seven minute stories, the number seven, wherever you get podcasts. All right. And subscribe and all that stuff. All right. And then, uh, Ken, do you have anything you want to share? Tell them <laughs> nope. about seven minute stories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can go to seven minute stories.com, yep. pod.com. All right. Uh, Tommy, we'll go with you. Tommy LC and OnlyFans. Pants. Old 86 bar on Instagram. Only and a lot of you are following yeah. and, and coming in, and I appreciate it. We appreciate that. And uh, you can check out my comedy specials on YouTube. I am very close to hitting 69,000 on my latest special. Nice. And that's nice. Uh, very nice. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. All right. And there it is. All right, guys. guys. We Thank did you. it.